episode eight, which actually is going to proceed episode nine. I was thinking maybe we should just even stop saying what episode. Maybe, uh... <laughs> now, I think people need that as, to navigate. Do so, they need that? Okay. Yeah, I think so. But this is, we're, we're going in reverse order. So last week was episode nine, and this is episode eight of... That record got me high. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we have... We have a special guest today, which we are going to introduce... Uh, the record, this is a record that he chose, and uh, we're going to be doing uh, Strange Ways, Here We Come by the Smiths, and I would like to introduce everyone to Mr. Brian Franklin. Glad, Brian glad, Franklin. glad to be here. Our Glad to be here. Give him a little Brian Franklin is a singer-songwriter of some note. Uh, it should be interesting because he's about so uh, ten years younger. <laughs> he's about ten years younger than me and Barry. Yeah. So we'll have a little different perspective. Right. Obviously, right. he's practically a millennium. I didn't realize Barry was as old as he. Yeah, fifty-three. About to be fifty-four <laughs> in September. So he's about ten years younger, and uh, he is a sing- singer-songwriter. But his most, his obviously his biggest claim to fame yes. is writing the Rat Opera with me. Right. <laughs> so the Rat Opera is his, my, my... the pinnacle. But he's done uh, he's done other things and uh, been on in a long time and we've done as we've done half of the podcast we've done at his house yeah when he's not here we yeah. figured maybe more than half yeah that's true we figured let's let him be the first guest of uh, that record. I think he yeah. demanded to be the first <laughs> guest yeah, that was one stipulation <laughs> I think that was first, well whatever <laughs> but we're. We're happy to have him. It's part and of our leasing, or part of our lease agreement, you know? <laughs> right? And we're happy right. to talk about strange ways. Here we come because when I mentioned it to to Barry, you said, "Yeah, sure, yeah, good record. It is, and uh, it is." And I've been. I will say, I probably I've been listening to a lot of Smiths this week. The yeah, week sure. And I've listened to sure. a lot of Smiths. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to take a break. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you go outside this album? I did. Yeah, I usually I did do too. that because yeah. I want to. You know, I did a little. I spent a lot of time with this record. Uh, because I wasn't as familiar with this record as some of the earlier records. And so I actually listened a little bit to the first record and some singles and stuff, but right. I spent a lot of time with this record on the headphones. So. Yeah. And this was their fourth and, uh, and final, final studio album. Right. They actually broke up before it was even released. Johnny Marr had already he bailed. The man. Right. He yep. bailed. So, uh, so Brian, tell us what uh, what what about this record drew you to it when well, we first this was, to it? Yeah, I mean, I had I had listened to like Smith's singles on the radio. I don't think I owned a Smith's album before this. Oh, okay. Uh, so this was my first Smith's album. I went back after the fact and got Meet His Murder and The Queen Is Dead and all that. Right. Um, uh, but. Um, but I was, you know, I knew I knew some of the songs. Right. Uh, my dad actually came home with this. Uh, he, really? Yeah, he. Brian's uh, dad's really cool. He must. Be uh, cool. That's how he is. I, I, I have to. Ch- I, I, meant, <laughs> I meant to check with him, but he. We got a CD player in. Yeah. You know, 1987, so you had an early, seven, early I guess. Adopter. Yeah. yeah, whatever it was, and uh, maybe it was 1986. We got a CD player or something. I remember he came home with. Well, this came out in '87, so it must have been right around that time. He was one of the first CDs we had bought, or he had bought. Okay, nice. And uh, and came home with it, and uh, and I, I, if I if I'm remembering this correctly, he had heard um, last night I dreamt somebody loved me. 
yeah. on the radio uh-huh. and and got it. Um, How did you, where, where did you live where you heard this on the radio? We were living, we were in L.A. Well, yeah, uh, so we had, right. we had good radio. We actually had good radio stations. Right, and, and, right. Uh, we were, well, I said L.A., we were in Irvine, which is not L.A. <laughs> right. <laughs> would never, and L.A. people would, be, would, would never accuse it of being anywhere near right. L.A. But, but this uh, is something they would have played on... Uh, a K Rock at the time, probably. Uh, right? Yeah, K yeah K Rock or K I mean, maybe you know, KSX was more classic rock. So, but but I don't know where he heard it. But he he came home with it, and we wore it out. And I I mean, I particularly this was like a part of the soundtrack to my you know sophomore <laughs> sophomore so year. You were I guess. in eighty seven. You were how old? Did it was it eighty seven that this came out? Yeah, yeah. So, so eighty seven. I was fourteen years old. So this is my uh, freshman year. So that's like freshman a, year a high sweet school. Spot for, yeah. Uh, Morrissey lyrics. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Yeah. Depressed, angst ridden. Yeah. I was, which I was. <laughs> I, I, I was probably angst ridden. I wasn't a depressed like fourteen year old at that time. Oh, but right. I. Okay, but I. Good. I loved it, man. I, and I was not one of those. You know, as you know, I. I was more. Into Americana, you know, U two, uh, uh, Springsteen. You can say Springsteen. No, yeah, yeah, sure. U two, yeah. Springsteen. Actually, I was surprised that you picked this one yeah. because I figured you'd pick uh, Tom Petty. Yeah, I was into that. St- I was very much into Tom Petty. I mean, I was, since right. I was a kid, and and but uh, no, you said and that. I, I had a couple of bands that were cool in my, you know, like The Clash, in, in, and and this was one. I, you know, this was one. Of them. I was not. I was not the, an emo guy. I was I was into the Cure a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but but this was kind of my first emo ish band. Yeah, emo, <laughs> I guess before like, emo, it, it was right, the, right. Well, yeah. they were kind of the first emo band. I guess they were because very yeah, Morrissey's lyrics and uh, he was the first guy to really come out and and, and sing in that and be that sort of. Emotional, confessional way. Right, right. Not not worrying about sounding, not trying to sound tough or no. anything at all. Just no. like laying well, it all out. Well, there. I struggled, you know, thinking about like, are they really an emo band? Because, I mean, they are. Let's lyrically, they, sure, I suppose. Yeah, but but, but I didn't. What else? Are you a gonna, lot of their music is 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 actually fairly upbeat, and it's not. It is. right, right. It, it does. It, it, there was this. Categorization is, issue. I had thinking about it after the fact. Like uh, they're supposed to be an emo band because it's Morrissey, and he just no, he's unlikable, and you know. But <laughs> I feel like they're one of these right. bands that sort of came out of left field, didn't really sound like other bands, and sort right. of had their own little niche. Right. You know. Watching uh, there's a music Laden performance from of them was German TV show. A lot of people went and played live on this German TV oh, show. Oh, I didn't see the. There's a live music Laden thing, yeah. and um, it's. 84, so it's right around the oh, time. Wow. It's early early days, right. at least as far as their, um, you know, record uh, uh, production. Right. And it did strike me that there was, he's playing a Rickenbacker, and there is an, you, you go, okay... They did hear REM and oh, were, right, and right. were very much influenced and, by that. And I have, it's, it's funny you say that, because there's a song in here that I think pretty much is very specifically REM yeah, like you okay. can draw a line straight from that sure. straight from sure. that to well we'll get there um, definitely you know, uh, some of like late 80s REM okay just yeah. for a second before we move on Brian I'm going to have to ask you obviously you, you are on oh, a seasoned I, I, podcast I, but like we are but turn your goddamn phone volume yeah, down yeah, so yeah, we don't yeah. keep sorry, hearing I, you get your messages I, I, oh is that I have sorry, it was, it was I lost that frequency yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it must be gone yeah it was, yeah, it was little, Yanni versus Lone. thank you very much oh I saw yeah. it today yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I considered them. I, I guess they're emo, but I, I also thought that that 
the, some of the kind of sarcasm. If you go back and you listen to a lot of music of that day, it was very earnest. I mean, we're talking, you know, post yeah. post USA for Africa, Springsteen, True. Right? And, uh, you know, it was very very serious stuff. And and so he almost came across as Flip. light yeah. to me, right? Uh, right. Yeah. When I, when I find it was almost a, a relief. When I, when I, <laughs> when I heard this it's, album, that not every set of lyrics has to be meaningful in a in in that way, right? right in a right. serious, straight, linear way. But uh, later on, as they went as a band, I saw them probably. I saw them on the Queen Is Dead tour, uh, um, like so. It must have been like uh, eighty five or eighty six, uh, and they were a really good live band. I mean, they yeah. were they had an extra uh, guitar, guitar player, player right. yeah. And uh, I mean, I'll tell you, they were. Uh, you know, mostly you talk about Marcy and you talk about Johnny Marr, but the rhythm section of Andy Rourke and uh, Mike Joyce were great. And Fantastic. These, they were a really good band. And they were some and, great bass. And they brought it live, I'll yeah. tell you. They really did. Yeah, they were a rock band. They there were, wasn't a, they and were in a the studio. And, and on this record, there are some... This record has less of the punchy sort of uh, material as far as... It, rhythmically, it's got a lot more... Diverse and a lot more diverse textures, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, and they talked about doing that. They, I guess, Johnny Marr said that he wanted this record to, to be, be like the Beatles, like the the White Album. Yeah, right, right. He right. wanted exactly. they wanted to get away from the jangly pop, even exactly. though there's plenty of jangly pop on it. Right, you know, they, right. He wanted to get away from jangly pop stuff, and and I also you mentioned REM. I also heard a lot of Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, yeah. From a guitar, oh, okay, from a guitar okay. standpoint, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a couple of songs in particular where. Where from? Yeah, you know he chooses lead guitar parts, and we can get to it. But I mean, we, he chooses lead guitar parts that are not specifically. That's, yeah, that's good because I always know. thought the same way. I think about uh, sometimes you hear them playing guitar, and it doesn't sound like it sounds uh, not like your usual lead guitar player. It's yeah, like something different, right. totally different. And Cormany, he does a lot of really interesting things. Yeah, he does. And he, he does. Actually, uh, the thing from the music lot that I noticed. Oh, actually, it wasn't music loud, and it was it's, it was a later thing where they were two guitar players. They had the second guitar player, and they both had capos. So they were, you know, oh, they were right, playing, right, right. so they could play the ringing chords that are uh, there are. And then we we're being greeted by. I'm not I'm not tap dancing. That's our What's dog. His name? Star. Oh, we got Star. Star. We have uh, Dan Ward just brought in. We have got this is like a. Hootenanny podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, we're going to have all sorts of things going on. Yeah, so. <laughs> but there, there's the, the pizza. <laughs> the second guitar player there definitely was a big, you know, big, definitely big sound live. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what's happening here. Pizza's coming. Oh, Brian it's pizza. pizza. Uh, this is, uh, uh, oh, this is that. Brian's uh, going to pay the pizza man. While he pays the pizza man, I want to talk about the. Uh, a cover real quick because they yeah, always, okay. they've always had uh, they've done really good covers I yeah, like yeah, the sure. covers and this cover it was uh, Morrissey designed it and uh, did you read about it do you know I who it didn't. is I didn't I have no idea okay, it's I a, looked I was like who's that guy it's a murky shot of East of Eden's co-star Richard uh, Davalos. Richard okay. Davalos. so it's not James Dean from yeah. East of Eden but it, uh, Davalos, the picture of him from the cover Supposedly he's looking at James Dean, uh-huh. right? and that's him. So that's what that is. It's the uh, it's the image of him, the coast. Cool. I wonder if they had to pay royalty rights to use that. Um, oh, I don't know. Probably, probably. And also the title. Do you know the title uh, is a? It's a British town. If you look up Strange Ways, and uh, but also a prison. It was a oh. notorious prison called. Yeah. 
called Strange Ways oh, okay. Prison. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if you really want to geek out, they, someone stole the sign. That, of course. Uh, that, oh, that was on okay, the yeah, and yeah. it's never been seen again. Yeah, <laughs> I read a quote Johnny Mars said he couldn't believe, like, when they, because yeah. when they were growing up, it was still called Strange Ways, and they couldn't believe they didn't change the name of it. Yeah. But they did finally. It's not called Strange Ways Prison anymore, but it was uh, Wow. So that so it's sort of the the name is that, but it's also strange ways. Here we come. Yeah. It's sort of a, a telling you, sort of telling you. Well, here here's some you know strange. I have some strange stuff coming you know for it. So sure. it's, it's supposedly their favorite album. That's what. That's yes, it. They, they, they've, they've both, both been, been quoted, quoted as right. saying that yeah. it, it's yeah. their yeah. favorite Smiths record. Right. All right. So let's start uh, going into the record. Let's take track one. Track one, ironically, doesn't have. Guitars in it, really. There's no guitars. There's, no, there's, no, yeah. there's no guitars. Well, there's really no. There's, there's no, I just assumed there was some in the bed. No, there's no. no he, that was. That was. I read that too. He's, there's no guitars on it at all. It's all keyboard, bass, right. and drum, basically. Which is yeah. not because he, uh, Johnny Marr has a way of making his guitars sound so different anyway that you'd you think, oh, there's something going on there. But right. Wow. Right, right. Um, even so, Van Halen on the cradle. Uh, the cradle. Is about to rock. Is that, no, which one's there? <laughs> the cradle will rock. The cradle will rock. He's got the distorted roads, but yeah, I think he plays a guitar solo in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, but is that a distorted roads? I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to guess we're probably never going to do a Van Halen record, but I don't know, maybe we'll you, we will. We should explain why. Carrie, we, if you have Carrie Pete with the guest. We have to explain some of our choices because yeah. it would be fun to do a Van Halen record, but we spent a lot of time talking about the lyrics. Right, right. And I mean, it's the same reason we're probably not going to do, do an ACDC or a ZZ Top. There's not much to dig into no, for the lyrics. I mean, there's we're, not. We're pretty big on that. Yeah. Barry has to Something psychoanalyze. What, he's right. not going to have anything to psychoanalyze. He's yeah. got it made. He has it made. He's also hot for teacher. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see. Right. Never say never. But uh, okay, so a rush to push. So Brian, what's your what's your what's well, your take you know, on this song? I, I, there's a lot of songs on. There are a lot of songs on this album that are about how he doesn't want to be in love again, or you know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> yes, love's absolutely. a bad thing. Yes. Uh, I think when you see the song as bookends, uh, you know, as one end of of the album, and then you go to the end where I won't share you, which is essentially a love song, uh, sort of. Um, right. Right. Sort of. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's it's good contrast. I mean, this is this is a song that um, I, I always laugh because because it's so um, pompous. You know, people who are uglier than you and I. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does that a I lot. He's right. obsessed with people he either is. being really good looking or really ugly, or yes. or, or, or in their soul. You know, yes. maybe it's their soul yeah. he's talking about. That's but, so funny. Uh, not so Maybe. sure. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think physical appearance is important to me. Yeah. It is. Just it, gonna it, be, it is. And yeah. he, he brings it up a lot. And, and it comes and, up yeah. again. It, you know, there's something about, uh, well, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not really sure the land, you know, Russian a push in the land that we stand on in his arms. I'm not even sure what that means. I know. You uh, know at I, first, I, I thought, oh, maybe it sort of has something to do with uh, colonialism. Uh, yeah, colonialism. But no, when you read the lyrics, it's definitely just sort of be saying, now it's my time to uh, take what I want and to rush in and take what they right. want. And uh, I said, but don't mention love. Right. Don't mention love. Yes. So maybe it's about let's. Maybe this is a hookup. Of some, you know, Russian a push. Maybe, I don't know. But a lot of the songs are. Oh, very good. I don't know. Basically, very like, good. why I, can't I, I get, get what I want? Yeah, uh, like, right. I want something, why can't I get it? And uh, he says there, and, and people who are weaker than you and I, they take what they want from life. Right. 
Right. Right. And your youth may be gone, but you're still a young man, so phone me. Right, yes. Phone me, phone me, Right. So, you know, not my favorite song on the album, but but a good opener. A good opener, it, right. It, 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 it moves pretty well for a song without any guitars in it. And, and it's cool that they opened it with a non-guitar song. Right. But, oh, my God. Sorry. 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 Wow, that is impressive. Yeah. Uh, I might have to ask <laughs> yeah. Daniel. Uh, sorry, Diane. Yeah. To uh, once the time it's, it's, it's adding to the uh, it's adding to the yeah. So, thank you. Uh, thank you out to Gulfstream, not Gulfstream, uh, the Mardi Gras Casino. Okay. I, I do like I do like the fact that he's like don't mention love, and then he ends with I think I'm in love. Right. right? Yes, so of course. Clearly, of course. Yeah, you know, yes. He 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 is always going to mention love. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. So moving on to song two is I started something I couldn't finish. What is the three word gesture? That's the question. Uh, he, he said, um, uh, 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 um, typical me, typical me, right. typical me. <laughs> and he says, right, Adults our friendly venture with a hard faced three word gesture. Right. Hard face three word gesture. Now, I, when I read this, I thought go he was, fuck yourself. It could be go fuck <laughs> yourself. It, it could also be. I thought, and here's my here was the theory I was running with. I thought he said to his partner or whoever he was with, "I love you." That's uh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah well, and and I, I started yeah. something, forced you into a zone that you right. were not meant to go. Yes. I pushed you hard, maybe a little overbearing. <laughs> You know, I think uh, you and Bar- probably you and Barry are both right because he's probably the two two yeah, words is right. both I love you and go fuck yourself because he's not really sure. Right, it's more see he's he's uh, decided that well may I, I said I love you but you know I don't want to have to I don't have to back that up with any sort of action right <laughs> any sort of generous human. Right. Uh, kindness. Now I grabbed you by the gilded beams. Yes, right? yes <laughs> yeah, this, is, I, this is his answer to Springsteen's uh, "Wrap your legs around, around these velvet rims and yes. stab your hands across my engines." Right? Yes. right, I wrap you right by the gilded beams. That's, that's what tradition, tradition means. means. Right. So that's what eighteen months hard labor. So strange ways you get sent to you right. get. Uh, yes, sodomy yes. was a. Uh, uh, imprisonable offense, right? In 1987, wasn't it? Yeah, right. 18 months hard labor seems uh, seems fair enough. Fair now, enough. Now, now, musically, this is a. I think this is a uh, interesting because he's got a horn set, or he's got the fake horns. Fake horns, yeah. Right, right. Which kind of bugged me because I there's a lot of synth textures on here where I thought I just hire some horns, but it was the 80s. I forget. This was the height of Roland. Right. You know. Synth that makes the horns. Right. You don't need the horns. Right. Someone in the studio said, yeah, we got it right here. Forget about it. That's true. That's true. It also feels, I also think there's like a a practical reason for that, right? You probably, if you're Johnny Moore, maybe you can't convince the other bandmates that you want to have a horn section. True. Yeah. But but if you're sitting there at night, and you're right. drunk, yeah, and you're playing on a synthesizer. We'll just keep it in the background, yeah, right? You know, right, but right. I well, and there was discussion of tension between he and Morrissey about he wanting to be musically more diverse, and Morrissey being very much a traditionalist, right? And which comes through in Morrissey's solo career as well. It's very much more rock and roll, right. than the Smiths, right? Exactly. If you uh, if you also listen to it from a guitar standpoint, this this there's. Spectrum yeah, yeah. of different guitar sounds in this song, yep. like really jingling stuff and, and some very thick. Like Johnny Moore doesn't have as a guitar player, Johnny Moore doesn't have a reputation of like thick guitar sounds, right? And and yet but he, he and yet can't this, haul them out though. Yeah, he does, they're there. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right, so we go into three. The third song, "Death of a Disco Dancer," which is probably one of my favorites on the record. Really? Why? I really like this song, uh, "A Death of a Disco Dancer." I, I, I like it too, but why? I'm more curious. To... I like it because it's one of these songs because it's so simple. It's basically four. It's one of these songs where it's got four chords and then the fourth chord is different. Right. So it's three three chords and then the fourth one's different, which is also like uh, the. Passenger, Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop, uh, the Passenger. Uh, where it's the same, just same thing, and then the last one's different, and they just build. And I love it because it's such a slow build song. It starts yeah. out Johnny Mars like a tinkling little uh, high part of his right. guitar, and it builds up. It's got the, the bass doing the that uh, the bass line at first, and I, I just really which is almost pixie esque. There was a, there was kind of like a pixies bass, yeah, thing going, yeah, you know, to me, I thought, um, yeah, I mean. I, Normally, I don't like jam. I don't love jam song. You're not a jam guy. guy. I know. It, it, <laughs> there was, there's. If this wasn't as cool as it was, uh, this would be a Dave Matthews kind of like extended, oh, it's extended four chord jam. I was Lord knows I can't change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, not like, Dave Matthews. I wasn't no, going but, there. But like there was, there was, there was a that that four chord. Are you saying this is their uh, freebird? Free <laughs> I was giving them the benefit that's, of the doubt. That's rough. That's <laughs> rough. I don't. Yeah, I, I love. I like how it's very dismissive. I love the dismissive love, peace, and harmony. Oh, it's very nice, very nice. Right. But maybe in the next world, but, not in this world. But then there's also. The reason that it's not Freebird or yeah, or, no, or Dave Matthews are those weird that chords that they, value. they're layering over weird like there's a lot of weird chords, oh, particularly yeah, yeah, it's, on it's Wilder and Wilder. Yeah, because they have that and they have those like the girls. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, or the kids, whatever. And then they come. And then there's some really strange, really complex chords that come in, right. and and then they drum do like that. The drummer comes out and and does a that that. Snare thing towards the end, <laughs> right? And and uh, so I, I mean, for me, um, there's a lot of left, right. This is also where you hear some of that. Uh, where they're, I don't know if they were trying to do the Beatles thing, but they were definitely. Oh doing yeah, some, I, yeah, some, yeah. Uh, hard, hard panning. There's a very hard panning of, yeah, yeah, of right, keyboards yeah, right. going back and forth, left yeah, and right. See, I like that. See, this song to me is a very is very Smith like because I what the thing I like most about Smith. Is the is you have the Johnny Marr musicality and his style, right. and you got Morrissey's thing, which on paper maybe wouldn't really work oh, together right. or mesh, right. but they just sort of makes it a, a Smith song, right? And it's proving by but what they've each done after. after it's not neither the of them have done anything as brilliant as the Smiths. Yeah, that's right. I, I do also think it's kind of fun that Morrissey was. This was the one song on the album that Morrissey played an instrument. Oh yes, and, that's right. And, he's and, he's, and he's the piano because he got. But the, he does that little plinky piano. Yeah, really? oh, he, yes, at, yes. at the very end, he does it's a little. The, it's the only Smiths record ever where Marcy <laughs> played an instrument. Right. Yeah, that's really <coughs> lyric. I mean, lyrically, does, did he talk about these, the origin of these lyrics at all? Anyway? I haven't. You know, I, I, I don't know, but I but uh, I didn't run across anything that was like I didn't know. Maybe you know the genius.com where we go and look for like oh someone explains it. <laughs> there's probably there's a, a lot. No, there was a lot of lame like yeah okay yeah you just pulled you know yeah you're grasping at straws right, right, right. right. in the eighties I kind of 
I was still part of that death to disco movement, so I I, I, I felt affinity with the title. I uh, thought. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, right. you saw it as a positive. A positive. Oh, that is going to answer well. Well, I, I really didn't have anything. Wrong. Right. I didn't have anything wrong with like there was no bias against the dancers per se, but the you know the music itself. If it had been was, death yeah. of a disco musician, it would have been better. Right. But honestly, <laughs> it almost seems to me like that that the title of it and him saying that is not really that important to it. It's almost like a placeholder thing where right. maybe he sort of came up with it. Right. The death of a disco dancer, but it's not yeah. really saying that much. Yeah. It's not any. Uh, yeah. He doesn't discuss them in any great detail. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think. Well, so, you know, you're not going to get your love and peace and harmony here because we got the dying disco dancers. Right. Which right. basically. <laughs> Right, that's kind of be as simple as that. Well, I thought that you know it was just uh, something he so he read in the news, and uh, oh yeah, right, right, could be right, right. But this is right. also an example of where um, where Mar could have um, over not overplayed, but he could have played a whole of a lot more. If you go and listen to the way those builds occur, uh-huh. he's not doing any guitar theatrics. Like, there's, right, you know, right. there's true. that one line, and he just keeps doing that, exactly. but it's, it's just, but he just layers it and then adds color. That's why it's it very smart. To me, that's what makes it more effective, right. because you always have the, 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 the rhythm section is the main thing in this song. Right. Unless a guitar player, i.e. me, <laughs> would have tried. Would have done. Would have tried to All like. The yeah, I would have been a doing some sort of like some lame ass solo right. that, that that actually what showed. Gary, what was Gary Rossington? I would have got him and the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's still on the skinner thing. Uh, bringing it back around. Yeah. Girlfriend in a coma. Girlfriend in a coma. Yeah. In a coma. This one of the icon. One of them probably the. I, to me, I think. Well, it's serious. I, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably the most, one of the most iconic Smith songs. If you want to disappoint it, right. a Smith song, well, here you go. Right, because it's, it, and it's, it's so perfect, flippant. It's, it's so a perfect flippant. example of cheery music with these flippant but he, dark and, but, he, and, but he's not being genuine. He's being disingenuous. Oh, totally. The entire time. Did you actually read that this song that the a BBC one or whatever wouldn't play it because it was oh, too... Oh, they thought it was too... And they said, no, well, this guy is yeah, well, yeah. a girl in a coma. You know, there's, there's things... if. It, this is this is really getting like fanboyish, but if when you go back and read that's what this is about. When you go back and you and you read how uh, how it was typed out in the lyric sheet, right? Which I found because uh, someone someone did it online. Oh, okay, nice. and yeah. and uh, I remember it from from when I actually own the CD somewhere. Um, he he puts quotes around murdered. Like like, there right. times, I think it's in the lyric sheet here too. Yeah, he puts he puts little uh, you know yeah yeah right. He puts little quotes like around murder. I uh, could have strangled her right right like <laughs> as if you're being accused of that right. <laughs> and uh, I I mean I've never it's a silly song. It's not even my favorite song on the album, but it's, no, but, no. but like I I remember going back as a as, as a teenager like thinking okay this is. Yeah, he totally, obviously, he murdered her. Right? <laughs> oh, I know. The big question, of course, is also with Morrissey is, why is he, it's a girlfriend, really? Oh, I know, right, yeah, yeah. Which he, well, that's, what, he does a lot. He, he does that a lot right. from the, and, and I think it's just because he could make it more like this stupid, oh, this is this stupid, fawning boyfriend. Well, well there's two reasons, two potential reasons for that. One was, and one of them I'd have to dismiss. One would be, because he was nervous about its commercial, commercial, maybe you know, but that doesn't sound like Morrissey. No, but right? you remember, I mean, Homo Sapien by Pete Shelley came out in '82, right? And oh, after right, that, right, pretty yeah. much it was like, okay, so yeah. I, I, I feel like <laughs> you he's say what you deliberately want. writing 
out of himself here. This is oh, not, yeah. you know. Although, uh, you know, one thing I always thought of, because you, you never, through the years, you never see much about Morrissey with anyone having a relationship. He, at times, yeah, he's right. been accused of being asexual. Right. So, what or he, he claimed he was celibate for a while. Has this, right. has this really devolved to us discussing Morrissey's sex that's, life? That's that's right. Right. <laughs> you're going to talk about all right, all right, that. Right, right. That was I all in the press. I could, Wouldn't it be I cool care if he was just heterosexual and he was just, this whole thing was just no, all I, in I, I, Who gives just, a crap? I mean, I, I don't know. No, but that's, I remember at one point I heard an interview with David Bowie and he said someone accused him of being a, a mere heterosexual. Right. And he always thought that was funny. He goes, yeah. I don't mind them saying I'm heterosexual, but they're calling me a mere right. heterosexual. Right. It's better when you're a guy. Right, right. So uh, maybe for Morris, I, I don't know. Was this the biggest hit on the album, really? I mean, the, No, the Stop Me, I think, was, was the big... I, was my it? recollection was okay. Stop Me was the one if you wanted to hear like like what you would hear on the radio, on college radio. Yeah. Stop. Girlfriend in a Coma and Stop Me were sort of a toss up, but right. I heard Girl, you, Girlfriend in a Coma wouldn't wasn't played in uh, British. Well, here, I heard it all the time. Here's the here's and here's the interesting thing is you know I use for our intros I use some eight bit music. I'll go and dig up an eight bit version of this. Right. Well, the only two songs I can find in eight bit are Girlfriend in a Coma and Stop Me. So oh, okay. um, those are the, the hits. Those record. are the big hits. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're getting close to halfway point, so we're gonna take a break. I think you've heard this one before, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Well, I, I I read that they they had to pull it off a radio. Stop in me, oh, because stop there was a mass me. Of some kind. Stop me if you think and, that you've uh, heard this one before. Stop me, oh, 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 stop me. The pain was enough to make stop a shy ball through this perspective plan a mass murder, and it was just one of the, <laughs> oh, really. Yeah, it, that's one of the lyrics, and uh, oh, I guess I there would have been some that. some else. There had been some kind of mass murder, and that that they pulled it off in England, at least. Ah. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about general. This is yeah, twelve string awesome twelve string guitar. Yeah. On this well, this song. was the song. This was one of the songs where I one of my notes was it's very REM. There's a there's oh, there, okay uh, okay right. There's a kind of a guitar lead in into the bridge that's right out of uh, what's the one with losing uh, my religion. Uh, the yeah. REM album with Losing yeah. My Religion. Uh, so, out of time. Out of time. Out of time. Yeah. Right. And so uh, there's some real, there's some transitions that uh, that I think are, are, are particularly REM. But I I always just love that. I still love you only slightly less than I used to. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and Which I'm going to say is he doesn't love no. them anymore. Right. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> You're probably right, That's Barry. Only slightly less, which means not. Right. Nah. Not. Sorry. And this was uh, this was their last single ever. This was the last Smith single. It was the last single this was on the record. Yeah. And this was the last Smith single ever. I was delayed. I was waylaid. An emergency stop. I smelt the last ten seconds of life. I crashed down on the crossbar, and the pain was enough to make a shy, bald Buddhist reflect and plan a mass murder. So. Was he? Did someone throw him down? Was it? Is this what happened here? I, right. Was he tossed down by 
in the in the you know in the subway station by someone. I, I uh, feel like this is uh, this is uh, metaphorical. Metaphorical, yeah. Like this is this is him it's describing pretty, what it's like. It's, to, vi- it's pretty violent because he says, "I yeah. was d- detained, I was restrained, and broke my spleen and broke my knee." And then he really laced into me. I, well, I, would, I, I would hope this is metaphorical because if not, he really got seriously right, injured right. at some point. Uh, I have never well, heard this one before. If he's asking me, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have not heard because it sounds like yes, yeah, someone got their ass. Yeah, it does. It definitely sounds like a real, you know. And then Friday, it could have been. It could Friday, be like Friday night an outpatient. Um, who said I'd lie because I never? Who said yeah. I'd lie because I never? Right. Uh, you know. Maybe it was something that he dramatized. Maybe he did get some. Uh, some Maybe, of this yeah, happened, sure. and he like over dramatized. Yeah. You would think Marcy would be want to do possibly I, yeah. another. Uh, ex- this was also one where I wrote down that it was very understated, uh, like Buckingham-ish lead guitar riffs at the end. You know, he, oh right, right he, right. he doesn't go for the theatrics. He goes yeah, for the line. Right. A melodic, you know, very melodic, melodic yeah, very so understated solo. Like, what a great when you, when you actually. Stop because the songs they just sound pretty, so pretty, and they're yeah. very pleasing to the ear. But when you actually sit and dissect what he's playing, sometimes it's hard to figure out what's going on because he right. he does a lot of over over tracking. I think right. uh, yeah. different guitar. Well, I would go back and listen to this on if you haven't listened to it on headphones. I, I did actually today. And I did yeah. today for, and I, I probably haven't in ten years, right? Uh, maybe maybe on cheapo Apple headphones. <laughs> yeah. But I listened to on good headphones today, and then I heard so much more that I, that was going on in the background, and some of these right. layerings of guitars, and and I, I was just struck with his under. Uh, I, I've always liked Johnny Marr, but I but I was really struck by how he fit into that Peter Buck Buckingham, right. you know, guitar right. ass aesthetic right. that I so never really anti, thought before. Uh, a guitar hero, anti guitar like, hero, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. For sure. Um, so we got song number six is Last Night I Dreamt well, That Somebody Loved Well, this is the jewel, right? I mean, this is this is the best. Is it? Is this, this, this is the best song on the album. Wow. This was... Okay. This, 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 this is by the way, Bowie's favorite Smith song. Oh, really? Okay. This was a song... This is a song that started it all for my dad, and therefore, you know... Oh, okay. I mean, I, where do you start? Uh, Did you read where the introduction is from? The, I don't. I didn't. The, all right, it's got that long introduction right. of um, a piano. There's a piano playing, and the crowd noises are from the minor strike of 1984-85. Really? Somehow, yeah. It's a recording of a minor strike, 1984, and it was the strike that was... Uh, it was led by this Arthur Scargill of the National Union Mine Workers okay. against the National Coal Board, <laughs> a government agency. Well, you know, my first thought when I heard, when I when I was kind of analyzing this was, and I've thought this before, I guess, but it, it definitely, it's got that love rain over me intro, right? Oh, right, right, it's right. Got, you yes. know, there's that yes. background noise, there's crowd noise. Yeah, which I really like. like keyboard, really, uh, you know, yeah. it's this yeah, keyboard yeah, build. Sure. Dun, 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 yes. dun, and there's and there's pauses and you're kind of waiting for it to... Right, right. It's a really of, long, it's yeah, a long opening. And then yeah, finally when the drums kick in, it's great when the drums right. finally So I, I mean, if you go back and go back and listen to this and Love Rain Over Me and it, and it has the... Uh-huh, they're so they're similar in the, in the best way. They're different, but they're... But, but and the song itself is just like a, a love song, like an unrequited love song, which he writes a lot of. And, and that's kind of the, the, the lyrics themselves. Well, I think he starts, his bass line is unrequited love. And then whatever the song's going to be about after that, unrequited love is where we begin. Right, with right, any, right. Any, right. 
right. glove gone bad or right. uh, misunderstood. The, re- yeah. the repetition of going through this, how long, uh, you know, the story is old, uh, I know, but it goes on. How long are we going to do this? Uh, uh, I love the, I love how long before the last one is a nice, right, is, is, sure. a, is, a, is a cool way of, of saying when will I find love? Right, right, right. right. Um, and and uh, I also this is another uh, typographical thing in the typed lyrics. He writes "I know" in caps. So what is, the line is the story is old. I know, but it goes on. He writes "I know" in caps, which which kind of captures his annoyance. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> but uh, uh, but the base there's a there's a killer bass line in this. Uh, also, uh, when you go back and listen to it, uh, especially at the end of those end vamps, he's he's doing some really interesting uh, layering over over. You can kind of tell that he they he did this. Now, they, they had two bass players. One, the first one wasn't there. They a, did have to, they got rid of one early on. Right. Early on, right? But yeah, the, okay. the, the main bass player is the guy. The, yeah, was the same guy. Was not, uh, Andy Rourke, or was he the drummer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Andy Rourke. I think so. And this, I've seen Brian. Now, this is the song you played that, that you played that night. Uh, that, yeah, this is the song. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, Brian yeah. Franklin perform this song. Yeah, the, it was very moving. It was a night a friend of ours' uh, wife had passed away. We just found out she passed away, and uh, Brian was doing like a solo thing, and he played this song, and it was it was moving. It was wow. very moving. Well, yeah, I, was. I think it's one of those songs that just uh, it's a moving song because it's it, it is truly about. Well, I mean, it's. it's 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 a perfect. It's so short, right? If you go look at the lyrics, it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's like a yeah. sonnet, right. and uh, and it's the perfect uh, description of loneliness. And I also thought that was interesting. Another Johnny Marr thing at the very end. There's he at the very very end. He starts a guitar solo that just literally stops the minute he starts it, and and then the song ends. And, oh right, and he, right. There's like there's maybe two bars of guitar solo. Another example where if you were Mark Knopfler or somebody, you probably oh, go, right. you know you'd go right. on. Right. And I'm a, I'm a huge Mark Knopfler right. fan, but but you would this would be an area where you'd see six minutes of Mark Knopfler solos. Right, right. This is where you saw literally a ten seconds of Johnny Marr. Yes, and and, and and a very premature, almost a, a, a premature end to the song. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't know that. The, that's cool about the minor strike because it doesn't. It sounds just sounds like people screaming in agony. <laughs> You know, yeah. I was trying to listen to it. Like, ah! <laughs> and speaking of agony, seventh yeah. song, I would like to wish you an unhappy birthday. Yes, right. Because <laughs> you're e- you're evil and you lie. Yes, this is just this is a great this is a great. This should be the song like if someone's it's someone's birthday, but you, you you don't like them, you should sing instead of singing happy birthday, you should sing for this song. I'm unhappy birthday. I am, I'm always confused. I'm always yeah. confused by this song because. It, it, it seems so clear to me, and you know, and you should lie, and if you and if you should die, I may feel slightly sad, but I, but won't, I cry. won't cry. Yeah. That's great, great line. Um, why does he kill his dog? Why does he say, "I'm going to kill my dog"? There's a there, there, he gets to the line. Surely you should happy it should be this way. I say no. I'm going to kill my dog. The next line means means something. You know, may the lines sag heavy and deep tonight. I hope right. you're sad and I hope you have big lines in your face. Right. Right. But Barry, why would he? Yeah. Why would he even kill my dog? Barry, let's get to. The, do we have any insight on? <laughs> 
I don't. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Maybe, I got nothing maybe either. I've been listening to this song if, for thirty if years. If, if you're if, if you're ending a relationship with someone and you you want to hurt them, what do you do? Maybe you had a dog together. Maybe I'm going to kill that dog. I, I, maybe that's how I, you hurt someone. Then you write, "I'm going to kill your dog or that's our dog." True. Right? You know, I'm going to kill I'm my dog. What did the dog do? It's messed up. I haven't actually read over the lyrics for this song, and I I just assumed that maybe I misunderstood what he was saying. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, and this, and this from a guy who wouldn't let his own bandmates get photographed eating meat. Oh, right, that's right. right. Yeah. Right. So, so, it's, so a, that's it's an odd definitely line. Definitely him doing it to be. Uh, let's kill, let's kill my dog. Is Think of that, uh, but this does have the, a very the vindictive like kiss off of a. Uh, and if you should die, I may feel right. slightly sad, but, but I won't he cry. Is concerned enough to write an entire song about. Yes, it. and I will. Yeah, because right. that's what he's saying. He's saying I won't cry, but I'll probably write another miserable right. song. And, 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 <laughs> and go drink and be ill tonight. Right. And, and again, in the lyrics, seek some extra messaging. He put uh, XXX. Uh, after me, the line saying heavy and deep tonight, XXX, and then a bunch of XXX oh, nice, at nice. the bottom of the thing after. Yeah, that's after right. In fact, a uh, bunch of kisses. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, the one you oh, love. Oh, Morrissey. <laughs> it's, just, it's just classic uh, Morrissey snark. It's, it, this it's, is, yeah, exactly. You know, yes. and, and, and it's hard to call this emo. It's just. Well, no, yeah. this is more uh, aggression. This is a little aggressive. Passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing even passive about it. He's just aggressively right. saying, I hope you die. Right. <laughs> and the longest set of lyrics. Yes. By uh, far. Oh, Pain of All Love and Picture, which this is my favorite song. Okay. I yes. love this song. I'm sure that, yes. Just, not just lyrically, but musically, I do too, because I think. I love, uh, because a lot of, uh, most of the songs, I think, were Johnny Marr would write the music first, and he'd give it to Marcy, right. and Marcy would come up with melodies for yeah. it, and I think he, there's so many great melodies that fit his weird, like, something, you know, definitely his writing is like, uh, poetry, but he, he doesn't put it uh, all the time where you think he would, and, uh, there's some really cool melodies. Well, there's, there's great melodies, there's great, there's some... Some of his best lyrics on the album yes. are, are, well, this are is in an, this. Um, indictment of the music industry. This is uh, and the artist. He does not let the artist escape. Uh, right. Escape yes. Here. Yes. Right. 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 He sings it from you could a couple different choosing, voices. Yes. You could have said no if you wanted to. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but but it's it's kind of a question. That he, he then he repeats it later on. He could have said no if you wanted. To. Couldn't you? Like, right. Like maybe. But well, he's yeah. totally because he's talking in there about uh, the artist uh, reissue, repackage, reevaluate the song, a double pack with a photograph, extra track, and a tacky badge. And that's totally what the Smiths did when they broke up. They put out like three oh, or four crap. more records yes, that right. had yes, compilations stop. and live things that had all these tags. So he totally did that. And I guess the question is, this is this is Elvis. Oh. Wow, Elvis could be, yeah, because he's a big he's a uh, Morrissey's a big just like rock and roll fan, like, right? Like, like, oh, okay. When the girl's I mean, talking about the singer, that yeah, yeah, oh, sure. Okay, talking about Elvis, that's good. I didn't think a dead, I didn't on their think hands. Of that. A I was wondering who was talking about. I don't, I don't know who he was talking. It could have been. I mean, that's uh, a good guess. It could have been. Great guess. Guess. Exactly. I was just thinking about who you know who had been who died huge in nineteen and, between eighty seven and. 
Right. Seventy. Well, I mean, no, he died in seventy-seven or whatever. But I, but I was just thinking, who has been more repackaged and more? You know, right. But but it, this could be anyway. And we, we've gone through how many people now that have died. You know, Jimi Hendrix has had right. you know the same right. thing happen. To I just him. assumed it was a British star. I assumed right. I was trying. And, to... and, and I'm assuming the uh, fan, the fawning fan, was him. At, at oh, of course, right. Yeah, it's him. Sure. Saying, I was fawning, yeah. but to you, I was faceless. I was fawning. I was boring. Just a child from those ugly new houses. Well, you, that, right. Again, with the ugly. Is the you house it's, uh, ugly autobiographical? Too. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. It could have been Lennon. Uh, where, where did, did, did Morrissey grow up? What do we know about his upbringing? Uh, I don't know. I don't Manchester, know. Manchester, Manchester, Manchester band. Okay. Uh, but he was from the ugly new houses. Yes, the ugly, as those ugly the, new houses. As opposed to the ugly old houses, right? <laughs> right. They were all ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, my favorite line in this in this song, uh, well, there's two of them. Uh, the the one is uh, please the press. Please the press in Belgium, which I think yes. is kind of funny. <laughs> a, a funny like, line. How do you please the press in Belgium? <laughs> right. what do you, no, but what that you was those about? were his instructions. Please right. the press in Belgium, and then uh, but but what makes most people happy leads us headlong into harm, which is which I oh, thought that's yeah, that's right. right. The one like the, 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 perhaps the one non snarky exactly. bit of advice that it gives. Right. Right. And that's the one. It sees his head sort of pops up above the clouds and says, <laughs> "Yes, he had to throw that in." There. Uh, this is this is a real actual piece of wisdom as opposed to just um, <laughs> pissing, you know, and, uh, and, pissing and moaning about a dead rock star. And he also references the line, "You just haven't earned it yet, baby." Right. Which eventually uh, about, was a, about uh, the recoupment was a right? single. Well, they, they had a single called uh, "You Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby," which right. was released. It was never on a record, but it was on a single. It was on the world. Uh, won't listen, which was one of these things they put out after they were broken up of singles, yeah. and it had this song on it called "You Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby." You know, I, he he's uh, disappointed in his hero before the hero dies. Right? Oh yeah, yeah right. Exactly. He clearly exactly. has met this person. He yeah. didn't like. You know, they, they didn't. They kind of blew him off a little bit. Well, he loved know, their we've music. We talked about that. You know, uh, Rob and I've talked about the. It's better not to meet the people that you. You know, that you idolize. Oh yeah, because they will surely they, well, disappoint they've met you. you. They've met you a thousand times. They yeah. don't. They don't need any friends. They're not. They don't. <laughs> you know. They just don't need any more. They have plenty of friends. <laughs> Brian still tries. We'll still do it though. I guess, every time. You know, I, I guess. I guess that's. I mean. I, I feel like. You meet some people and they're wonderful, and you meet some people and they're awful. But have you met but, wonderful people that you admire and they were wonderful? You know who uh, <laughs> we were talking about Van Halen earlier. I met David Lee Roth once as a kid. Couldn't have been nicer. Really? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely awesome. Um, it was probably so high. It was our, probably so our, high. Our buddy Arlen just Arlen just met uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Said he was amazing. Right. Yeah. So you know, I, I wonder I, about I, that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I maybe he's How dare you? But, but uh, well, I, it's I, not, but he's I still dancing. Fault, I don't fault them for it because right. you are going to be approached by people <clears throat> hundreds of times a day right. who want something from you. Yes, right. and I'm sure you're going to say to them. I'm sure if I met Morrissey, it would be disappointing. Oh, I feel like yeah. <laughs> but if I met Johnny Marr, I feel like I, you know, yeah, maybe uh, talk to him uh, a guitar, talk a little guitar with him and stuff. That's, and well, I, I, I it's, it's, or about. Uh, what an asshole I, I, Morrissey was. I, met, I, I didn't mean. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't mean your hero uh, Dave Grohl once, and he was uh, also. He was also. Yeah, he was delight, I'm sure he was yeah, delightful. He was delightful. But actually, I, the, yeah, other line, the other line. The other line that surprised. I think was. Amazing. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, the other line I think in this in this uh, 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 this song uh, that I, I always 
just chuckle for some reason. I, so I, I danced, I, I danced my legs down to, down to, to the my knees. knees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Down to my right. knees. Yeah, yeah. Just, just an image of somebody that's such a fan. Yes. You know, that, but that me whole... and my, and he's in, in quotes, true love. Right. We will never meet again. Right, right. Throwing that little, uh, yeah, that little trope in there. So it's right. interesting. He kind of blames this person. He kind of describes how this, how they kind of blew him off. But then at the end, he calls them his true love. He says, they cannot hurt you, my darling. So right, now, right, so now yeah. there's the, he's, he's going and doing the very thing that he was kind of making fun of, right. which is this, this idolization of he's the He's dead artists. now, though. But the idol's dead now, so, so now it's okay. Dead. You can yeah, right. do it now. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, which is good. I like that. All right. <laughs> All right, now we have uh, Death at One's Elbow. Another, yes. <laughs> another uplifting title, Death at One's Elbow. Um, rocking little tune and another kiss-off type song, right? Oh, I, I thought, by the way, just yeah. a minute, we, we forgot one very vital part of the last song, what? which was that they completely, in the middle of the bridge, uh, in the middle of the guitar solo, they drop out the drums completely. Oh, really? They do. They completely drop out the drums in the middle of the guitar solo and just go to hand claps. One of these tracks, and hey. I should have written it down, I suck, I didn't write it down. One of these tracks has a couple of guitar chords at the, uh, um, uh, at the intro that are picked up off of um, a song on Aladdin Sane. Uh, um, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Cracked actor. So there's the opening chords. I'll throw it in. I'll throw it in underneath in the. You'll uh, figure it out. And then yeah, I'll put it. Yeah, I'll put, you'll, you'll well, I imagine. I'm sure both Marcy and Johnny Marr were Bowie big. I, Bowie I would think so. Yeah. And yeah. There's, I, there feels like a lot of inside jokes. In I feel like there was they were throwing musical references Probably in a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Death at one, one's elbow. I. I like the song. I, th I think this is probably my least favorite song on the album. Uh, yeah, the song is not. I don't like the guitar sound. It's old, Almost it's like a filler. You could almost call it a filler song. And it's got some. It's got the set horns again on this one. Yeah. Right. And it's got. Harmonica, though, one of the it does, yeah, yeah. It's got it, the rockabilly thing, which Morrissey explored more in his solo career, right? Exactly. Which on this record, this song doesn't seem like it fits in with the record. Maybe this was Morrissey's solo song number one. It does seem more like a it, Morrissey solo. That's, yeah, that's and, right. I, I mean, that. it. Granted, I you'll slip on the trail of it might be spattered remains. Yeah, is a memorable line, and, right? And, and whatnot, but, but it's very tried. Like he's talking about Glenn. He actually names the guy in this. Right, talking about right. Glenn. Uh, Glenn better come. not come home because he's going to get a hatchet to the ear. Right. Glenn <laughs> Matlock, maybe. I know. Who knows? But like, you're thinking this is probably a real. I'm thinking this is a real person. Yeah. About, yeah. Right? I feel like it's, you know. It, Glenn, Glenn should have Glenn to be awesome if it was Glenn Matlock. Yeah. Glenn yeah, could have gotten Glenn the but, but Glenn could have gotten the, the message within the first minute of the song. Didn't have to go through three minutes of <laughs> right. don't come to the house. You know, he didn't have Morrissey over explains here. Doesn't have to really go through what's going to happen yeah. when you get a hatchet. <laughs> 
So, you know, he's, he's going to attack really, you with a hatchet. He's a, really pissed off at Glenn. That's okay. right. And this, <laughs> perhaps also, if you're leaving this message you, or telling this on the phone, you should probably leave the house given you're you're about to get killed yourself. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, hatchet yeah, so, the ear. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, a, a nice break between, I guess, uh, the Paint a Vulgar picture. And the thing right. about this album is that there's no instrumentals for me to forget that are on there. Oh, yes, that's right. That's, that's very time to do. Like, oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Yeah, are you, are you guys gonna do a Rush album at some point? I feel like that's gonna, that's gotta be. It's, it, listen, listen, it listen, right? listen. Hear that sound? You know what that is? That's, that's crickets. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think. Because I was gonna say, sure. it's definitely not gonna be on my list. Yeah. I was a Rush fan as a teenager, and if you watch the documentary about them, even you. Oh no, I did. I watched the documentary. It's fantastic. And I love them. It made uh, me the love them. On, the I don't want to listen to their records. Anymore. No. Well, yeah. can I tell you what happened? I watched that documentary and I said, "Oh my god, yeah, I love record, them." Yeah. So I started listening, and then I realized about. It. I started listening, like, ah, you yeah, know what? I really don't like them. It's fine. <laughs> I love them as They're people. They're great guys. Yeah, they seem like they great are. guys. It's I, a great story. I like. I like their hits. Uh, and I like I like I like moving yes. pictures. But give me these voice. I don't know. All right. It's so a tough this one this song I won't share you. The closer on the album. Oh, closer on the album. Have, also the last Smith song. Yes, the last. Smith also song. doesn't have a guitar on it. It's, oh really? Uh, played with auto heart. Oh, you didn't realize that. And uh, Look at Brian bringing Brian. shit to the table. Yeah. That's like I did my research, but they have a harp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the latest in 1980s musical technology, the uh, auto harp, uh, an uh, uh, instrument from the 1700s, I guess. Mandel Carter played was the auto harp. This so he's saying in the song, song, I won't share you, but is he really, like, is it, is he really, does he really saying I won't share you? Is it kind of like a, a kiss off? Well, there, there was some speculation I read that this was about um, Johnny Marr? Johnny Marr. Because oh, he was playing with playing, other people. He was playing oh, with other sorry, people. Yeah. Morrissey was not but, happy but about Mor- it. But Morrissey has said since that that's not true, that this was just him uh, uh, writing a song. And, but and, can we really believe Morrissey? Um, but <laughs> I, I'll tell you, as a swan song for the, both the album and uh, as a bookend for the first songs, the other songs, uh, as a swan song, on the, la- the last song on the last album, that, right. The, there's something incredibly, obviously, symbolic, and we can read whatever we want to read. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. This is just a hands-down beautiful song. It, it, is, it is. It is. You know, and it's yeah. and it's it is few, it's probably the it's, it's the only optimistic song on the album. If you uh, right? is it optimistic? Absolutely. It's not pessimistic. How about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, with okay. The, with the drive and ambition and zeal, I feel this is my time. Um, you know, is life sick and cruel? Yeah, it is. It's this cruel, song has but, some hope. Right. At least, uh, okay. Okay. I None want of the, these other songs have any. There's no. no. <laughs> They're miserable. Right. Miserable. Hopeless and miserable. I mean, look, let's put this in contrast to the last song in which he was about to get a hatchet. Right. 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 I mean, he. You know, I want the freedom and the guile. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, life tends to come and go as long as you, you know. know. Oh, whoa, whoa, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'll see you, but the last line's on it. I'll see you somewhere. I'll see you sometime. I'll darling. see you sometime, darling. Yeah. So maybe that's a little yeah. note to Johnny Marr. Like, okay, this is it. It's right. over, but I'll see you sometime, And then there's that harmonica, darling. there's that beautiful little harmonica refrain at the very, very end. Right, uh, you know, as as they fade out, right, and it's it's just a sweet, happy, yeah, loving like a song. farewell, and it's kind of like a farewell, like right. a sweet farewell. And song it runs like to me, it, it it runs in such contrast to uh, it, he. It's almost as if he's found the person that he was dreaming about, and last night I dreamt by 
that somebody Oh, uh, okay, okay. Right? That, that, Maybe, but, yeah. I mean, I, I don't sure. know. It just, uh, again, might be reading a little bit. Well. Uh, but I get it. I, this song moves me uh, every time I hear it. So little, so little fourteen. Was it fourteen-year-old Brian Franklin when you first listened yeah, to this record? Yeah, it must wow. Been, yeah. So that's that's pretty awesome. See, that's what that's what this that's what this thing is about. Because we're talking about records that were very that we, influential. That were influential. You listen. And think it, about it. You listened to this when you were fourteen, and absolutely. now you're like an old, an old man. An old basically. man. And, it, and, it, and it's a record that took. He's not me. as old as us. No, he's not as old. And it's, and it, no, he's a young I, man to us. Yeah. <laughs> 43? Uh, I killed to be 43. I'm not 43. I'm 45. But but I, I I'll tell you. Don't look a day over 45. This, this was this was a uh, this was the definitely an album. Still I had in my hand. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely an album that 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 changed my uh, way. I mean, that, that that moved me not just not just because it was a great album, yes. but but it, but it took me away from music that I was listening. I mean, I was listening to other things like I told you before, but but. But this was something that had all of the that kind of '80s feel to it, but yeah. also had lyrical. Inte- I, mean, I was listening to Dylan and, and, and right. very, but, very but, intense but, lyricist. You weren't listening was, to other. You weren't listening to like Duran Duran and things like I liked that. Duran, right? I liked mean, Duran. Yeah, sure, I mean, a little bit, but most. I wasn't a. I wasn't a, like the fan. I wasn't a Thompson Twins. Right. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I, I liked. Caveat here. I actually liked the Thompson. No, Twins. I liked it. No, I was just gonna say I liked them. I didn't listen to them like I was. Yeah. I wasn't like yeah, the Thompson. Twins. I own a Thompson Twins album. You know, I liked, actually. The, the 80s That's fans, Barry, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s I fans. Well, well, so do I, by the way. I guess yeah, of sure. course you do. But, but I, I, uh, I listened to uh, stuff that was the 80s bands. I was listening to like U2 right, and right, right. Uh, um, The Clash and yeah. you know technically to me The Clash was seven. You know? That's like seventies because by the time they get to the eighties, but. Yeah, Peter anyway. Gabriel's solo career. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Dire Straits. Yeah, you know, right, that right, stuff. Right. Yeah, you know, I went through a Clapton phase. So this was this Ooh, was I this had, I didn't go through. I'm glad I didn't know yeah, you were in your no, Clapton phase. Uh, <laughs> so I, I believe me, I, I I'm sorry I did. Insufferable. But, but I but this was something that kind of broke us out of that element. Still had the lyrical intelligence. Right. You know. All right. Well, thank you, Brian. I think this went well. It Our did. first uh, guest episode. Now you, Brian's set the bar pretty high now. He did well. Next week, though, we have our second guest is coming. A friend of mine from many, many years ago, uh, from Tallahassee, on Rockville, uh, Woody Compton, who is uh, going to come and we're going to talk about one of his favorite records. Is uh, first album by Big Country. Oh, so, great! Big Country, right? Nice. I'm excited. And it's a very unique group so it's fun to approach those things where you've got like somebody that really just came up with their own sound and was like okay we're gonna be this is uh got something really different right right and they're gonna have their own sound and, and, and they've, sound like they've got an enduring fan base there's a lot of people there are, are a lot of yes. people out there that still really really, really love and woody is uh is uh Ken verbally spar with the best of them. So, yeah. well, we'll see. You know, Brian, right Brian Franklin set the bar pretty high. He did. So, well, uh, thank, you for ha- <laughs> thank you for having me here. It was wonderful having you. And, it was great. Uh, I'm Rob Elba. I'm Barry Stock. And this is That Record Got Me High. We'll see you guys next week.